superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the NFL draft coverage. 17 NFL drafts. Rich Eisen. Who's been a lead pipe wielding professional for 17 years. Thank you, Kathy. Earlier on the show, Cleveland Browns center J.C. Treader. Still to come. From Netflix's Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, actor David Allen Greer. Plus, first take host Stephen A. Smith in studio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've got a great show in store for you already with J.C. Treader, the NFL Players Association president, talking about no boycott of voluntary off-season workout programs and mini camps. Just four teams, just one-eighth of the league has gone ahead and said we're not showing up for them. He said it's all an individual player, individual decision. Said the same thing about also vaccination. The NFL has told the NFL has told all the club employees, you want to be around the players? You want to be around that first and second tier? You got to get vaccinated. I asked the, the president of the union if that was a similar approach for the players, and he basically said it's an individual approach. I hope that changes. I hope that changes, personally. The uh, Cleveland Browns defensive line has changed. A one-year deal for Jadavian Clowney. Look out below. Hey, now. Then there's a whole draft to come for a Cleveland Browns team that won 11 games and has a third-place schedule going into the 2021 season. Sky's the limit. We're going to the draft uh, for uh, the uh, for. The 2021 draft, the we being NFL Network. I will be out there with. Daniel Jeremiah, Charles Davis, and Coach David Shaw. Both Charles and David Shaw joined us on yesterday's program. It's my 17th NFL draft that I'll be hosting for How many NFL is that? Network. How many? Well, it's one. It's the in between 16 and 18. Got it. Um, so, yeah, Philip Rivers' number, oh. essentially. Um, so that'll be, uh, that'll be a fun time. Justin Fields, he's throwing it around. Second pro day for Justin Fields, everybody. At the Ohio State University, the second pro day for the potential third quarterback <laughs> off the board in Justin Fields. You like that, huh, T.J. Jefferson? <laughs> so we'll keep an eye on everything coming out of uh, out of the state of Ohio, where we are going for the draft in just uh, the two weeks' time. So uh, I know that last part made no sense. I'm just on a roll. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is making his way to the studio. He's going to be our first in-studio guest in over a calendar year in the third hour. We're looking forward to that. David Allen Greer is going to be joining us in just a... Uh, 18 minutes time. He's in a new Netflix series, Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me, created by Jamie Foxx. He plays Jamie Foxx's dad. Jamie <laughs> Foxx is in it. Jamie Foxx's daughter is uh, one of the is the executive producer of this show. So it's basically based on Jamie's life, and Jamie's dad is played by David Allen Greer. And as we all know, the two of them go way back to the In Living Color days. I will say, I uh, saw an advanced yes. of this series. Watch the whole thing in an afternoon. It's so funny. No kidding. 
Hilarious. Very good. So David Allen Greer, who is as funny as they come, uh, he'll be joining us in about 17 minutes' time, one of our favorite guests. We're looking forward to that. You know what today is, Chris Brockman? Today. today so day. today it's uh, oh, no, the 14th it is, of April. That is, yes, correct. Uh, the Fast 9 trailer hit is that this <laughs> nope. morning? Nope. So we're celebrating Nope. You've got to be a little bit more John Cena. of a partner oh. for our friends and compatriots and partners at NBC Sports. And NBC Sports on Peacock today marks 100 days until the Tokyo Olympics. Wow. Wow. Yes, we've got a video countdown. for our radio audience. It looks beautiful. The countdown is on. 100 days. And uh, do you want to play? You, sting it out. Come on, let's hear it. Just get your blood flowing. Get well done, Mikey. Mike. Way to ride get it. High, baby. Way to ride it. Mike, uh, it's like you haven't even get a second and shot. Our friends <laughs> at NBC Sports and NBC Sports on Peacock, the family of networks of NBC. Um, as we know, the family of networks at NBC will be all over the Olympics. The first global unifying event since the world was, as we all know, hit by the coronavirus. We have been sent these. These are not, I don't believe these are real. Sure they are. <laughs> uh, the ribbons look pretty damn real. Can we bite them? Uh, you won't bite it, Chris. Can, does it work? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yep. I'm keeping it this. It tastes like gold? Nope. I've got one. TJ, you have one? You know I do. Put it on. Hey. Put it on, TJ. You look like a winner. I feel like Kurt Angle in 96 with yeah. an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. There we go. So we are all celebrating 100 days out of the Tokyo Olympics, and here's how we're going to roll. I say this phrase all the time. <laughs> you hear a lot of your friends say this phrase all the time. Yep. If such and such was an Olympic sport, I'd win a gold medal. Oh, baby, yes. So it's time for all of us to finish the sentence. <laughs> I'd win a gold medal if fill-in-the-blank was an Olympic sport. Okay. Each I, one of us, in honor of today, April 14th, being 100 days until the Tokyo Olympics, and our friends at NBC Sports and NBC Sports on Peacock, the family of NBC Networks, will be bringing this uh, event that has been long time, too long time coming to you. Simone Biles, Katie Ledecky, Noah Lyles, and so many other great top U.S. stars performing for us and country and for themselves, obviously, and their families. We celebrate it this way. Chris Brockman, you're first up right here. Okay. Do you have the music? I mean, <laughs> just keep I, playing uh, it, Mike. Keep playing it. Uh, keep... To play that over and over yeah, again? Why not, Mike? <laughs> I mean, why it's not? Only, it's the 20 seconds long. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get, oh. All right, how about I, you could, just, when, when, when everyone announces the, what they're going to do. I'll play the music. You play the yes. music so it could be, build it to a crescendo. Yes. All right, like so that. if you guys want to know that you're, you're almost done with what you're saying, okay. give Mike a little point. Yeah, I mean, so we can. Because as you know, if audio executing <laughs> was an Olympic sport, he'd be a gold medalist. Gold. And his ex-wife would throw the gold medal at him yes. in a fit of peak. Okay. Which would hurt more, the Emmy or the medal? <laughs> the Emmy's, the Emmy's got two sharp pointy ends, brother. The wings. The wings went into my arm. I drew, she drew blood. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. We never knew that. Oh, yeah, no. She drew blood. Oh, my God. She drew so if divorcing blood. was an Olympic sport. Okay. Yeah, I was like Rambo. So I think everybody gets the general sense <laughs> okay. of this. Okay. We might be out of the NBC Sports on Peacock family by the end of this segment. Wow. All right, go for it, Chris. All right, here we go. Uh, Rich, and I think you, you can appreciate this because you're also an East Coaster, Mike. Uh, you as well. Yes. I'd have a shot at an Olympic gold medal. I'm going to even say I have a shot. I would win <laughs> the Olympic gold medal yes. if making the exit from the while I'm driving in the left lane with less than a quarter mile to go. So I'm in the left lane. 
And my exit is coming up, yes. and I need to cross four lanes of traffic and make that exit with a quarter mile to go. Yeah. I am making that exit and winning the gold medal. So, yes. So, in other words, you have years of experience doing this. Years of experience. You've gone to the car. You've driven in the figurative Colorado Springs of the left lane of every single freeway and highway and turnpike you've been on. Yes. Again? Yes. Do you, and do you signal or you don't signal? Uh, you know, signaling's optional. Do you give a wave to anybody who you cut off or lets you through? Uh, no, absolutely. Oh, hey, Rich, wow. we're in LA. Signals might have a problem at the podium. That's yeah. you know, you beat somebody out. Yeah, yeah that's making might be awkward. Exit. I am making the exit. Just acknowledge me, man. Okay, what do you got over there, T.J. Jefferson? Well, you know, I was going to go a completely different way with this until Brockman gave me his yesterday, so okay. I switched uh, it up. But right. you know, communication is a, a big thing with us. I mean, a lot of us like to be on our phones, but we don't like to talk on the phone. We like to text, right? Okay. And so, one thing that I'm really good at, and when I say really good, I mean the best. One thing I'm the absolute best in the world at. Yes. Is, and if this was an Olympic sport, I would be a gold medalist. Yes. And that is using gifts. As text message replies, oh. there is no one in the world <laughs> better wow. at that than me. What are you happy? You sad? Are you confused? Are you annoyed? Are you PO'd? Are you not sure? You need the shrug emoji? Right. You need the, the how you doing emoji? You know, the, the dumpster fire emoji? Whatever it is, right. I am the best in the gold medalist at using gifts. As By the text way, I messages. think Smitch at home would be. He'd be a gold medalist at using something against you to troll you on live Rich Eisen show simulcast. That's not really a Stephen A. Smith exchange that you've had with Stephen A. Smith. This is Hoskins did this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, really okay. how about them Cowboys? The really Bills fan making you send a dumpster fire back to Stephen A. Smith asking how the Cowboys are doing. 52 to 17, wow. Bills fan. Let's that's, never forget. By the way, that's I would agree. I would be yeah. more than happy to place that gold medal yeah, really on you. I, I, I agree sent you some you. gifts, Rich. I know yeah. that. I've, I've seen your work uh, in real time. <laughs> on he, my, goes, he goes gif, not jif. Okay. That's GIF. another. But that's another reason why he's winning the gold. Or not the jold. Yeah. Thank you so I'm much. parking in my garage. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's a great dad joke I just gave right oh there. All right. Wow. All right, let me straighten out my uh my my Tokyo gold medal right here. For here this is I would absolutely win a gold in this. Now, as you know, I've been taking tennis lessons for over a year oh. plus now. Oh, as you oh. know that. So I'm going to go sports a little bit here. You know I've been taking tennis lessons. Okay? You know you know I've had the great Raylan Givens himself. Oh yeah, that's true. On this program, the actor Timothy Oliphant, who's Oliphant. a former college tennis player. I before taking tennis lessons, I mimicked the the movement of a like, of a forehand like I was slapping the back of somebody's backside <laughs> as opposed to what I know now. I got to put some spin on it. I got to I got to have some top spin on it. I know what I'm doing now. As you know, I work out so hard on the tennis court, I've developed plantar fasciitis. I oh, talked yeah. about that in the same way that Del Tufo talks about his second shot of Moderna he had yesterday. You didn't but use I've also noticed this. I'm getting better. I'm getting better at tennis. But I would not be a gold medalist in tennis because that is already an Olympic sport. Right. I wouldn't be. I would be a gold medalist. Hit the music. If two bounce tennis <laughs> was an Olympic sport, I can get that second bounce and put the top spin on that. I can reach the second spin by the great photograph. But I don't know whose arms those are. Those are not. Those do not look like my arms. But I can hit that second bounce. The second bounce. 
I can pounce on it, and I can just, I'm a cross-court winner champ on that second bounce. <laughs> Two-bounce tennis, I'm telling the IOC, you better not make that an Olympic sport because I'm coming out from behind the desk. And I'm music stinging my way to the gold medal podium. Two bounce tennis. Two, two bounce, bounce greater tennis. than two pump jump. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. obviously. Two over, bounce tennis. Over two pump jump. Uh, All right, very good. Do you have one, Mike? Yeah, you know. You I got a Mike. Oh, Mike. Will you put your own music? Your own music. I didn't stink. get a medal. Okay. I've, but I have enough swag to out top all you we guys. We only got three medals. But real, exactly. Okay. No, I'm fine. Okay. Um, um, but I, I say this sincerely. If DJing, if that's an Olympic sport, yes. I'm blowing everybody out of the Play water. Play your own music, Sting. I will. Dude, I wanted to talk. <laughs> right? I would kill people. 45 years of DJing. International DJing? I'd be the Gold belts. I would take them all on. I would take Tiesto. All of them. I, give me, bring them, bring them on right now. I'm Phelps. They're like a joke. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, By the way, I'm Phelps. They're, they're like a, a joke. They're a joke. They're a joke. They're a joke. They're a joke. I'm Phelps. Me. They're a joke. <laughs> I would end my set with "Can't touch this," like that would. That's what I. Oh, is that say. what it would be? Yeah, because that's how good I'd be. <laughs> so you're saying all every last. I, I've I've actually gone on Twitter and 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 said, "Come, you can come any day you want." Yes, one on one. You gotta you gotta play music though. You yes. can't just put like a little disc in. Mike, what play. if like Cascade just like shows up I'd at the condo? Those guys, <laughs> I would destroy them because I really mix people that watch the show every Friday night. No. Right. The people that are on listening well, that know, I destroy mixing. I'm sure Cascade can mix. No. He, he, those guys are And like are David Guetta, I'm sure they Faker, mix. Fakers. <laughs> and also, like, like, we went with things that... it's his moment. <laughs> if DJing is never going to be an Olympic Bring sport, him. let him go. I'm, ta- I'm tagging Steve Aoki. I'm tagging everyone. Chris, Aoki throws a cake. I'll Ru- throw a pizza at you. Forget don't a cake. Don't stomp on his Olympic <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I'll throw a pizza at the Who proud. do you think you are? I'm the guy that's getting from the left lane to my exit. Have you ever seen the story of Rulon Gardner? What if somebody told him, forget it? Exactly. I mean, don't stop on his dreams. You're right. Uh, hey, the gifts I just sent you, Don and Brockman, about what <laughs> Del Tuvo just said. This eye roll gift right here. I would, however, say, Chris, to stay in your lane, but we already hey, heard. No, I'm getting out of it. I'm getting out of it. I'm a gold medalist. I'm weaving lanes. And in honor of I'm this, actually, in honor of 100 days out to the Olympics, <laughs> this is a perfect segue. A three-part Peacock original documentary is out there. Michael Phelps, hey. Medals, Memories, and more. The original title was He's Phelps. Everyone, Everyone else is a joke. joke. <laughs> but they thought, you know what, that's not, that's not on brand with the Olympics. <laughs> It'd be Michael D., Medals, Memories, Emmys, <laughs> uh, and more. Intimate details on the races, rivalries, and wow. personal struggles that led to his 28 actual Olympic medals. Don't miss an episode. PeacockTV.com to start streaming the entire series. For free, right here. Originally titled, He's Phelps. <laughs> Everyone else is a joke. They're all a joke. Joke. Well done, guys. Yeah, was well done. I don't think we're going to sway the IOC no, in any no, particular direction. Right. Roller skating is in the Olympics. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at me and Borg. By the way, my parents hated Ely Nastasi. Ely Nastasi and Rich Borg hated right there. him. We grew up. Not fans of Ely Nastasi. Was anyone a fan of Ely Nastasi? I think the no. Nastasis might have been. <laughs> That's amazing. I went to Forest Hills and saw or Ely if you're Nastasi. By the way, great kid, hair, Mister Ely. I mean, great Rich, hair, hair is amazing. Uh, I saw Borg the U.S. Hair. Open with Borg one year when I was a kid. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can just laugh with like the rest of us. You don't have to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, sure. 
Why not? <laughs> well, it's a new drop. Great. New yeah, jobs. Sure. Why not? All right. Very oh. good. Let's take a break oh, and be on man. time for David Allen Greer and make sure that our connection with NBC Sports on Peacock is not. They didn't pull the plug like an airplane. We're excited for the Olympics. David Allen Greer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year people spring has sprung And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Audio executive Michael Del Tufo's lightning quick reflexes on a mixing board are a sight to behold. With his combination of experience, nerves of steel, and endless stamina, based on an intense workout regimen, Mike's one of the best in the business. However, what happens when Mike gets distracted by social media posts, fantasy sports, and just general daydreaming? At the Rich Eisen Studios, soul and science tests reveal that Del Tufo's delays in opening a mic or playing a soundbite can last anywhere from three to six seconds. Over a three and a half year span, these daily delay lag times add up to an inconceivable 78 minutes of dead air for a national show. But when Del Tufo reconnects with his responsibilities, his adjustment speed is off the charts and almost inhuman. Mike's hand moves from his lap to the mixing board in an unthinkable speed of over 21 miles per hour. That's five times faster, he'd like to think, than the strike of a copperhead. 
His fast twitch muscle fibers continue to amaze as his arm snaps up into the air to signal that it was my bad in just under seven tenths of a second. That's just under eight tenths of a second. It's no wonder that this man has an Emmy certificate sitting on his mantle at home, even though no one's actually seen an Emmy. I'm John Brankus at the Rich Eisen Studios for Soul and Science. There you go. Shows you why DJing would be, oh, there you go. Are you, look at you working it right there. That's in real time. I mean, that's real time. Are you working? Everyone I have to look. Said, I normally don't have to look down at the faders. I'm usually pretty good without looking, but I had to look. Well, sometimes you have to. Yeah, it was like. No, look, when I play, when I play one bounce tennis, you look I, 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 you know, I got to see what I hit. You know what I mean? One I got to. One bounce tennis. You know, when two I. Two bounce tennis would be a tremendous sport. That dude, would be so fun. Dude, I'm telling you, I was going back and forth between Two a couple. bounce tennis. I was going back and forth. Wait, I, knew, wait, but I, knew, I knew DJing would be your gold medal. It's like, I'm better but at that also, than I'm better uh, at this. But it's also meeting people. You know, meeting people. You're, you're a gold medalist meeting people. Mike, you are talking to strangers. Mike's Uber talking. rating's not that high for no reason, guys. You know what I mean? Like, talking, I'd be like, You'd be, I'm the goat. I honestly thought, I'm like, you have many. Chill. <laughs> I'm the goat of talking. You're the talking, talking. goat. No, just getting people well, done. Actually, he's the greatest of all talkers. That's what. That's a goat, too. That's a goat. Right there. That's a goat. That's it. He's already, he's working the faders right now. He's talking right now. I think he's talking to Don Bowie, or EP right now. This is all working. <laughs> Are we back here on the Rich Eisen Show? Okay, we're almost back. Oh, we're, we were a little delayed, huh? It's okay. The goat missed. The goat, no, no, the goat no, missed no, the 30 no. There's seconds. misfires sometimes, and I communicate with my guy that I talked to this morning hey, up there. And we how's talk. he doing? He's doing great. He just said, Mike, you're about 30 seconds behind, give or take. See, we communicate. That's what I got to do. I always say, this is not, I love doing boy, this. Mike. I'm better at DJing. No, I mean, again, um, it's all good, dude. I think we're back here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show Radio affiliate, 844-204. We just went, uh, 204 Rich. Uh, we just talked about uh, if such and such was a gold medal sport, I'd be a gold medalist in it. Mike, I thought you would choose either DJing or talking, just meeting people. Just oh, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're a gold medalist at just talking to meeting people. As a matter of fact, uh, if we could, I, I'm going to say this. I know you, you might be somewhat embarrassed, no. but I'm going to do it anyway. Go ahead. If the person who gave Mike Del Tufo his second shot of Moderna yesterday can actually call the show, it would be great because, you know, you, she asked you for your up. number. You were no, chatting no, no, her no, up. I didn't she say was jabbing you. I said I should have asked her for her number. We were chatting up about football. Oh, I thought she, she offered saw an you NFL the number. Logo. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's like, oh, you work for the NFL? I was See, like, yeah, that's we right there. No, I mean. You know. And again, for me, I had, I had two choices. I had, had two choices. I, I had two choices. I was either going to go mulligan golf. Okay. I am terrific at hitting my second shot. Just terrific at hitting my second shot. And then I'm, I'm also great at two-bounce tennis. I got yelled at by a woman behind me because I was talking to the two nurses administering the shots. Right. Because I was, like, taking up their time. Correct. People had to wait. So I was upsetting people Thank around you. me. Very good. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. We've got a great guest right here on the program. Stephen A. Smith is going to be here live in studio in hour number three. And let's uh, go to our phone lines right now. He's one of my favorite guests that we've had on the show. I have enjoyed his work for a quite some time, and now he plays Jamie Foxx's father, his dad in the Netflix original series Dad. Stop embarrassing me. That does have Jamie Foxx in it as well. 
He is David Allen Greer here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? You know, um, there's one reason, yes. and one reason only, mm. I continue to come back on the Rich Eisen Show. Why is that, sir? I think you all know it's for your magnificent mugs. Ah, they are, in my opinion, the mm-hmm. greatest mugs I have ever had. I wish I were there live. Damn COVID. Yes. I risk it for another mug. Um, that's all I'm telling now, you. Now, let's talk about these mugs, David, because I personally quality control them. Uh, this isn't just a small little cup of coffee type mug. This is an absolute no. like fist of Joe. Yeah. Like this oh, is yeah. a serious situation. Yeah, got. I don't know how many ounces, but it's a it's a belly full. Not only that, the graphics are uh, to the point, not crazy. Uh, I received quite a few mugs in my career. Uh, I kind of collect them. I don't want to toot oh, my really? own horn. Okay. Yeah, but you guys didn't go over to- over the top. You know, you can go all the way over the top by you know artisan um, relief, um, kind of sculpture of you, Rich Eisen's mm-hmm. face and head yes. on the mug. It's too much. That's, that's way too much hand painted. Uh, probably the cheapest mug yes. I ever got was access Hollywood and they just stuck like a sticker on it. That said, <laughs> like, you mean like one of those, uh, t-shirts like that they would just like, yeah. like, like, like hot, like hot press something on the mug. We don't do that. No, this is no, we're not messing around. Much better. It Please. had to be something like that. And every time I wash it, I think it's going to come off to their credit. It's never come off, but it's not something you're proud of. You understand? No, please. I'm not. I, I said, yeah. I, I said, I want a huge ass mug and that's the way I said it. Language. I crank you. And I said, I want a smudge free mug. I, I can't have a yeah. smudge free. And so what is the, what's, uh, what are your, what other mugs? Uh, what are your, um, most prized mugs that you have. Well, I got a really great mug mm-hmm. in Canada from this TV station, but the problem was mm. it smudged. Like, Canada. you know, it's, they're all ceramic. I don't know what they did, but the graphics on it smudged. And that's not cool, man. Come on. First of all, you're putting coffee. Coffee goes into our bo- bodies. And we all know, Rich, our bodies are our what? There are a temple. Okay, well, there are a temple. temple. There are a temple. No, there there are a temple, David. A little, a little late for that. You're going to get cut. You're not going for a string. But anyway, <laughs> thank you. That was that was really a drag because I really like that mug. But not to go on and on. I I love your mug. Okay. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. And uh, I think you're also referring to my actual face, David. And I feel the same way about you. Um, so, uh, th- what if I had told you back in the day when you were on Living Color with Jamie Foxx that you'd play his father one day? What about that? What would you have said? Listen, I wouldn't be surprised, man, because you have to understand. I think it was Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. The first film they ever did together, I think she played Johnny Depp's little sister. They're the exact same age, by the way. A few years later, she played his classmate. Then she played his love interest, and then she played his ex, and then she played some old lady that he would never date, because she's too old for him. They're exactly the same age. So that's Hollywood aging. And um, yeah, man, I'll play the father. Okay. I mean, that was no problem. It's 11, 11 years. I have 11 years on Jamie Foxx, and I looked this up. I did research. Yes. It is possible. Yes. <laughs> Biologically, for an 11-year-old to father a kid. So, you know. 
You're such a realist, David. You're such a stickler. You're you're a professional. Pardon me. You're a professional. You're a professional. Well, what I what I was laughing at is like when it was announced on Twitter, all of a sudden, all, all these genealogists were like, "Hold on." <laughs> that's, not, that's not in the realm of reality. We're doing a sitcom, man. We're not doing like a HBO limited series biopic. Yeah, right. You know? Right. Oh, my gosh. What, what's your favorite, I guess, in living color memory with Jamie? Well, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. One of them was we did a sketch with James Brown where we played these two old black barbers. And first of all, James Brown's hairdresser was his wife at the time. Mm -hmm. Number two, we were instructed and told sternly, you are to refer to James Brown as Mr. Brown. (laughs) And number three, finally, do not touch his hair. The whole case was about him getting a bad haircut. (laughs) And, you know, James Brown is one of my all-time superheroes. Great. I mean, I've loved him since I was a little kid. I was so nervous. I'm not going to say the performance was amazing because I was so nervous. They took this piece of hair and they pinned it to the back of his head. And I was like, excuse me, Mr. Brown, I have to gently put my left hand on your shoulder, sir, Mr. Brown. And I will. Is that okay? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead on there. But don't touch my hair. So I was really, really nervous because I didn't want to get yelled at by James Brown. So nobody vet, excuse me, Mr. Brown, uh, from what I just heard. Um, So uh, nobody vetted that when they're writing a a skit about giving James Brown a bad haircut that he didn't want his hair touched. So what actually happened, David? Hey, man, you would have thought that's a different time, man. Because first of all, James Brown was in full perm mode. His hair was absolutely permed up and had a dipsy do, had a curl in the front. He was done. And number two, you know, the, the reason why maybe a lot of people don't know this, you know, James Brown grew up in the segregated South. He shined shoes when he was a little boy. Um, there was so much racism there. No black man was ever referred to by their proper name. They were all called boy. So for James Brown, once he got successful, he demanded that yes. you called him Mr. Brown. Sure. But that's really what it went back to. But on that morning, um, it was not Black History Month. I was just, my uh, rectum was very tight. <laughs> very tight. <laughs> I didn't want to screw up. Sorry, Mr. Brown. Sorry, Mr. Brown. I- no. Oh, was my. very, very nervous. So you and Jamie Foxx went through that together, essentially, yes, that experience. We yes, we did. And so, 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 you know, when James Brown died, um, I was, uh, you know, texting all my friends. We were like, you know, God, I can't believe James Brown is dead. And I was like, man, I never got to work with that. Yes, I did. That's right. And it, the memory came back. Remember he came back. And by the way, whenever I'd come in with the scissors, because I was the barber who was supposed to cut his hair. Oh my gosh. His wife would lean right over me and she'd be like, Don't 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 cut his hair. Don't cut his hair. So it was it was it was it was a hard day. Oh my gosh. David Allen Greer here on the Rich Eisen show. So now here you are in twenty twenty one doing a show called again Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. Available today on Netflix with Jamie Foxx and, and you playing his dad. 
Um, mm-hmm. Again, that that does have to be fun, surreal, the whole the whole nine yards all together. You know what? It's for just you. crazy. Like, we were standing on the set when I first got there. And by the way, we shot this last summer. And um, the whole thing started with, you know, I was in New York. I was doing this revival of Soldiers Play on Broadway. And we were shut down. All of Broadway was shut down. So right around that time, I get a text from one of my agents that says, would you be open to having a conversation with Jamie Foxx. Well, I was like, yeah, because I know what's going to happen. This is a Tarantino thing, man. We're going to do, like, Django 2. My ship has come in, baby. It's Oscar time! <laughs> We're going to be, like, mean lieutenants and maybe a hard-nosed army flick. And I was like, yes! So Jamie calls. I'm like, dude, well, what's up? What's up? And Jamie said, look, man, uh, I'm doing this project i said yes go on and he said i'm doing a sitcom i was like wait what he said i wanted to go back to sitcom i was like oh oh okay (laughs) (laughs) then he he talked to me all about it Mm. and i really did get excited and he said listen did i offend you (laughs) when i uh i i uh, asked you to play my father so it was like Elation, disappointment, yes. super elation, and it started crumbling immediately. Like, hey, I want you to do this job. Did I offend you? Like, no, 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 no. And so he said, because, you know, we don't have to make it your dad. You're my dad. And I was like, no, 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 no. We can do this. We can, no, don't yeah. do it. No, 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 let's just do this. So it all worked out, man. And it was, he was convincing. I mean, it really was my talk with Jamie that convinced me to go back to work. I mean, I frankly didn't know how we were going to go back to work. Right. It was, we were like a block from where we shot in Living Color. It's right in town, which was good. I didn't want to travel this last summer. And I'm like, Netflix sent like a 14-page protocol, you know, on how they had it locked down and the set was going to be locked down. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. And we ventured out, and it was really fun. It was good. It was really cool. And so uh, is that gray beard that uh, you sport in this uh, program, <laughs> is that a natural color, David, or did we have to? Let me tell to... you something, man. What? I, I don't do anything. I put a little oil in my beard. Okay. I am as amazed as everyone else. I never knew I could grow a beard like this. Yeah. I never thought it would be white. I mean, one of the main things when you grow a beard, you just want hair on your face. Like, I didn't want a beard that had, like, patches. Yeah, you can't can't connect. Yeah, you can't connect. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have somebody sit in a makeup chair and connect the spots. You can't do that. Yes. And then, so the last time I cut my, I I shaved was a year ago, last March 13th or 12th. Right. Um, the, the day, uh, that Broadway was shut down and I've just let it grow. Um, it, I, you know, I have to say it's magnificent. One of the, the coldest things that was ever said to me, I was on the set, the hair guy comes over to me and he looked disappointed. And I was like, what, what's going on? He said, I thought your beard would be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
cold, man. I mean, you know, like you, I was like, well, it's, it's it damp, and the wind and humidity makes it shrink. Yeah, right. Sure. You know, <laughs> you no, I don't put. Yeah, but I've never dyed it. They never added more beard okay. or anything like that. My gloriousness. You're natural. Is all natural. It is all natural, man. I love yeah. it. I just, it, but by the way, that sounded like a character you just did. That the the, the makeup artist who came up, the hair oh, person. Yeah. Well, he was he was, he was a big black dude, but he was the dude. He was my beard guy, and he he just said it with such sadness <laughs> that I just felt like a loser. But but it's so glorious and natural, David Allen Greer. That's got to be a resume builder for him. Being David Allen Greer's beard guy has got to be. <laughs> A bullet point on somebody, cool. you know, it got to be a bullet. Well, wait, you know, when I grew, when I grew it, then I was like going, I was too possessive because I said, listen, because you know, everybody would go, oh, we love the beard. As soon as you get a job, they go, yeah, what can we do about that beard? I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? You, you said you, you loved it. And uh, I didn't want to cut the beard. So finally, when I just let go of it, I don't care. You know, I know they'll grow back, and I'm like, I don't care. Since I've, uh, um, I, I have that attitude, nobody has asked me to cut the beard. So, so I guess I, I'm, I'm mandated to ask you this question, David Allen Greer, as a as a oh, farewell. No, no, I'm, I I feel the need to do this, even though it is kind of oh. asking you to work in a way, David. Is oh, to boy. please review <laughs> Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, available today on Netflix as. Men on oh, film. As men, because, you know, listen, that was men on film. years ago. We're so woke. You, you would have to find a real black gay critic to <laughs> to express uh, his or her or their or its thoughts on this particular. It's project. not. It's not. It's. It's not. It's not like riding a bicycle where you can't just snap right into men on film. David, is that just? I could, but society wouldn't. No. Times have changed, is what you're saying. In Times have changed. <laughs> you know, you just don't want to be in that round table and utter the fo- following words. But what's the big deal? <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. Did you, I, you guys? Okay, sorry. That's right. Yeah, you just don't. Uh-uh. So, I can't do it. But I can do it. This is going to be hilarious. Okay. This is my new character, Gerald. Now, no one has seen or heard this guy. David Allen Greer. He's like a, a little, slightly older black actor, okay. and he's talking about one of his projects. So okay. he's going he's gonna to review Dad Stop Embarrassing. Okay, sounds good. And action. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really a great show. And in particular, I liked David Allen Greer. <laughs> Right? Okay. It's subtle. Very it's good. Subtle, <laughs> you know what? It's you it's, know what I mean. Can, it, but can you? If you saw me, I'm doing eyebrow work. Very good. No, I, I, I actually I, I heard the eyebrow work through the phone. That's how damn good that was. <laughs> and you know, I'll be. Some might say it's self congratulatory. I think it's inspiring. Um, Thank you, TJ. You got you have a question for David Allen Greer, TJ Jefferson. Hey, hey Dag, what up? It's TJ. I, I was just wondering what what would, what would Calhoun Tubbs have to say. <laughs> <laughs> about it. You guys, you guys, you know what? This is almost like NPR. You know what NPR does? Whenever there's a tragedy, you know, it's like, uh, what happened, sir? <laughs> My house was burned down. And uh, I know who did it. They have not been apprehended. Then the reporter says, do you have something you'd like to say to the arsonist? <laughs> uh, not really. But I mean, if you could talk to him right now, what would you say? Uh... 
Why'd you do it, man? You know, you burned my house down. <laughs> so you're asking me, what would Calhoun Tug? <laughs> the, the Blind Blues singer. Listen, I'm just going to do it so we can move on. Because <laughs> I see where this is going. Um, what would Mr. McAfee say about the show, David? Just could you? What would he say? Cal- Calhoun Tug would say, "I thought it was too long." <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Okay, now. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta give the people what they want, David. Sometimes you just gotta give the people what they want. Wow. You, you got to. You got to. Wow. We're the song about um, it. I don't. You know, I, like I said, I, I know who I am. I'm a humble guy. But I remember I read this article about uh, Outcast, and they had come back together, and they were doing like Coachella. But one of the guys really did not want to play the hits. Like every other thing, like, I just want to play our experimental new stuff, read some poetry. And I think Prince talked to him. He said, look, man, you got to play the hits, brother. You got to play bombs over Baghdad, give them the hits. Then you can go off and do some experimental stuff, but you got to play the hits. Yes. So this is what I learned today, talking to you guys. This you must play the hits, and you can also promote "Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me." Available today on Netflix with Jamie Foxx and Portia Coleman, Kyla Drew, yeah. Jonathan Kite, and this man, David Allen Greer. Thank you for the call yeah. and the laughs. You are the best. Amen. Truly appreciate Listen, it. Listen, man, you. I hope I can come in next time yes. because I really need another one of those. Uh, mug. You got it. <laughs> did you break yours, David? Be honest. Did you break yours? Did you break yours? No, can... I'm going to take a picture of it and post it as soon as please, get off the phone. Please do it. At David Allen Greer, do yeah. that. Oh, last thing before I let you go. We were talking before you got on the phone because uh, it's 100 days out to the Tokyo Olympics. Fill in the blank. If if blank was an Olympic sport, I'd be a gold medalist. What would that be for you, David oh, Allen Greer? Yeah. So just to give you some ideas, just to give you some ideas, Chris Brockman, my colleague across the way, said, "If uh, go ahead, tell him what your Olympic sport would yeah, be. Yeah, David, if I'm driving in the left lane and I need to cross four lanes in less than a quarter mile to make my exit, He's I'm making medalist. that exit. I'm yeah. a two-bounce wow. tennis gold medalist. If, really? Yes, if there wow. was a second, okay, if you were well, allowed to hit a ball. What I'm going to do. What do you got? I'm going to tell you, I would say if a talk show guest yes. were an Olympic I would be, I would be on the metal platform because that means, first of all, yes. you don't know what kind of show you're doing. This could be Sunday morning religious show. Go, you know what I mean? Yes. Also, the um, uh, David Letterman just got sick. Now you're taking over the show. Go, go. You know, these right. are the compulsories. These are compulsories. <laughs> um, you know, so I think that would be very interesting. Okay, and uh, instead of a medal, we'd give you a mug, a gold, oh, wow. a gold mug. Just for you, man, David. I don't Oliver. know where that hit, man. That hit me so in my heart, man. Thank you. You're, <laughs> you're the best. Guys, Thank you for David. Be, be 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 aware. Your mug pick is coming shortly. Very good. At David Allen Greer, everybody, be keep well, your David. eyes peeled. All right, oh, man, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and also on Instagram, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That oh was, my God, my sides <laughs> and cheeks are hurting. Top How notch. funny is that, man? <laughs> He's amazing. How funny wow. is David Allen Greer? In Living Color oh. with those guys, it was, oh. Living Color was Men the on best. Films. You, the you, best. Wouldn't, you wouldn't touch it. No. No, I mean, they were, they, they were. Different times. You, yeah. you got something. Well done, TJ. Way to TJ. come top rope to use your <laughs> WWE phrase. You know, that, he's a great guy. A quick story, man. I met him way back in the day in like 2002. We went to Costa Rica 
on a huge trip oh my together. God, he's I mean, just, he is a walking Madly <laughs> and a walking Forrest Gump movie. Whoa. Like, and, literally, Forrest Gump met everybody, so is T.J. Jefferson. Whoa. Uh, one time I was with Anthony Anderson in, uh, Monaco. in Monaco. From Monaco to El Segundo. <laughs> that's, 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 that's Anthony Anderson telling that story on this show. Wow. No, and I was in David Allen Greer in Costa Rica. Dag, as you referred to. <laughs> yeah, dag. Uh, let's take a break. Oh. We'll come back and, uh, and set up Stephen A. Smith, who is in the building. All hour three with Stephen A. Smith, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Your process in in coming up with these videos um, right upon the Cowboys' uh, misery just piling on. There's no real process. I mean, it, it, hits, me, it hits me naturally. Um, it's, it's very impromptu. It's separaneous right off the cuff. Yes. I sincerely mean from the bottom of my heart, I don't care whether you're young or old, black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter to me. I think that Dallas Cowboys fans are the worst, most disgusting, most nauseating fan base in American history. <laughs> Nobody disgusts me more than a Cowboys fan because they never, ever, ever take a moment to smell their own own stench. This is a team that hasn't won a Super Bowl since 1995, and they walk around like they're the reigning defending Super Bowl champions every single year. I've got a Dallas Cowboy fan here, Rich Eisen Show, social media uh, extraordinaire uh, Grand Maester T.J. Jefferson, um, who... My condolences to him. He is reasonable. I do want to say that. I mean, you're right, but you did say five years ago, though, you were thoroughly just like every other Cowboy fan that Stephen A. has received. I probably resembled the remarks that he made. Okay. You know, but I mean, nobody feels that way anymore, man. <laughs> and I really, I'm on Cowboys Twitter a lot. I don't, I see a bunch of angry and annoyed Cowboy fans. I don't see Cowboys fans like walking around like thinking oh. we're the Chiefs or something. Like, yeah. what do you think, Steve? Oh my lord, <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know you, and I don't mean to cast any aspersions on you as a human being. I'm sure you're very nice. A highly intelligent dude, but for this particular subject, you are a damn liar. <laughs> no way. 
There is no way that you can say with a straight face that you don't run into Cowboy fans think like this. Cowboy fans are the most arrogant, disgusting, oh, nauseating is... fan base you could possibly find. You never take a second to smell your own stuff. And I'm just looking at here. You know, one of the great, great moments that I had. Yes. All right. Remember 2010 when you ended up going 6 and 10? But then those weren't my favorite years with the Cowboys. Because I actually liked the Cowboys when the playmaker and Emmitt Smith, Troy Aikman with there and stuff like that. And Primetime came over to San Francisco and all of this other stuff. But here was my favorite moment. 2011, 2012, 2013. Not only did the Dallas Cowboys finish 8-8 eight and eight each season, they had the last game of the regular season with the division crown on the line. And lost all three years to each of the teams in the division. It doesn't get much sweeter than that. And even then, y'all still walk around. We'll be back next year. You'll see. You'll see. Oh, my. Fun stuff with Stephen A. Smith and the history of this show. And he is in the house in about 12 minutes' time. Our third hour will begin and he will spend the large portion of it with us right here in studio. I could not be more excited and pleased about all of that. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. You know, you've been around long enough, and, you know, suddenly you're like David Allen Greer and you're playing Jamie Foxx's dad on a television show, right? You've been around long enough. You're one of the most famous baseball players of your generation. And you make enough money to buy an NBA team? (laughs) (laughs) And you also cross over into the entertainment world best you can? And the NBA team that you buy has a superstar budding? Superstar, man. First overall pick in the draft, Anthony Edwards is his Superstar. name. And he does not know who you are. Oh, that's a shame. And Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> that's a shame. Do we have this soundbite? Do you have any thoughts about him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What do you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? What do you mean? Like, who is he? The baseball player, Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, no, nah, I don't know who it is. Okay. I know he's going to be the owner, but I don't, I don't, I don't know nothing about baseball. My new favorite player, Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> who is he? Now we know who was in the uh, in the Fenway Park um, media area when A Rod had a birthday cake brought out and nobody ate it. <laughs> it's Anthony Edwards. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Whose cake is that? Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That is. Hysterical. I mean, and just him fixing his hair yeah, while he's like, doing like, it, like he's got to look great. Time and just kind of like whatever. doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is. Doesn't know he's not a baseball fan. He's got to know who Jennifer Lopez is, though. Maybe, right? but I, I, I don't know if that's. I mean. I, how you would identify Alex Rodriguez? Well, now you would. Well, maybe to someone who's twenty. I, I mean, to, but he was fourteen but, when Alex last played baseball, so there's a chance he yeah. didn't pay attention. And you remember Alex missed like two years in there. I oh, mean, why did he miss those? Uh, why did he miss those years? You know, I'm not really, that. I'm most, not sure if I don't. Why did he miss those years? One of the most famous, even even for all of that, that you're 
obnoxiously referring to. Uh, yeah, obnoxiously. I look. I'm just saying that there were two <laughs> no, years. I mean, that so so it's just amazing. It just makes me feel that much older. Yeah. Oof. You know what I'm saying? And you 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 make your mark like Alex Rodriguez. I mean, he's 19. With, it's just you know without Anthony Edwards, without you know the Steinbrenner money, the Hicks family money. With all of that, all of that money, he's not he's not buying the Timberwolves with Mark Laurie, our friend, our St. Jude donor friend. We'll hear more about him in the coming days and the run, rich run. But I mean, that just hit me. I, it hit me yeah. like a gut punch. <laughs> it really did. I mean, it is you cool that A Rod is and becoming I totally an owner. It's understand kind of awesome. It. I totally understand that there's a ton of people out there from a different generation. I never thought I would see that day to have it sort of like hit me. I honestly kind of hit me. I'm like, I mean, wow, he doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is. I mean, so many people think Mike is just a shoe guy and oh, Madden well, is the Madden, video yeah, game video guy. Game and like, guy, you know, no so. question about it. I grew up thinking Joe DiMaggio was the dime savings bank guy. And Phil Rizzuto. He did a bunch no. of. What did we, Phil, Phil Rizzuto did the money store. That's right. But at least he was the announcer of the Yankees. Yeah, at least I knew that. Know. I honestly remember. Growing up in New York City, there was something called the Dime Savings Bank. Stephen A. Smith will know this. He's from Hollis, Queens. I'm from Staten Island, New York, right? And um, and so he 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 knows the Dime Savings. And, and Joe DiMaggio was the spokesman for it. And I grew up thinking, Mr. Coffee too, right? He was yeah. He was also yeah. He was the spokesman for Mr. Mr. Coffee, Coffee, which was for. All the young yes. kids of the Anthony Edwards generation. It's like the Kerrig machine of, of <laughs> our time. Yes. You Espresso. know? It really is an espresso uh, machine. Uh, of the it was a Mr. Coffee yes. machine. It would make your coffee in fantastic. a way. Instant coffee? Like, what the hell is that? It doesn't have to be brewed. What, what are we talking about? He doesn't have a second cup of coffee at home. Like, that's what that's from. And so I grew up thinking that. And my, my parents... You know, and you know, God rest his soul. My dad was not the sports fan of the family. My brother was. Right. They, even they, my parents had to explain to me. No, like Joe DiMaggio is more than just a pitchman <laughs> for coffee and a bank. Right. You know, he's one of the greatest baseball players right. of all time. Right. Right. Joe, you know, and the, he, as a matter of fact, <laughs> here's a Simon and Garfunkel song right. that actually refers to him, in a way. <laughs> Michael Strahan's kind of going to be that guy currently for a lot well, of people. Maybe so, right? Hey, he's the yeah. guy on Good Morning America or the, yeah, the Pyramid you know, the, or whatever. The game shows. Wait, he played football? He was a football Strahan player? Played oh, football? Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's kind of good at it. He was kind of good at it, He was kind of really good and at it. Also, Rich, like when I was younger, I like my aunts loved Little House on the Prairie, so I would sit there and watch that with them. Oh, yes. and Merlin you didn't know Olsen? Merlin Olsen, right? No idea that that guy. Father Murphy. Yeah, or Webster with Alex Karras. I had no idea that Alex Webster. Right. Dad played here's, here's, one of my, here's one of my favorite Dick football Buckets. stories. Dick here's Buckets one of my favorite football stories, and I know we've got about a minute to go before the end of our radio audience. I'll just tell it really quick. Interviewed Merlin Olsen before NFL Network started, went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame to go to the induction ceremony. All, there were so many of them that had returned because I think it was, it was the 50th anniversary of the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2003. That's what it was. Wow. So I interviewed Merlin Olsen. We put it in the can. I asked him, what's the hardest you ever hit somebody on the field? Hardest you ever hit anybody? 
And he said Good he story. was at the L.A. Coliseum. Browns were in. Jim Brown's coming around the end, and it was so rare to get a clean hit on him. He saw Jim Brown clear his day coming around the end and hit him so hard he had visions of Jim Brown having his eyes rolling in the back of his head. <laughs> he got up and watched Jim Brown go 80 more yards for the touchdown. <laughs> Father Murphy. Jim, Merlin Olsen. Jim Brown was a bad man. I mean, yeah. Stephen A. Smith of Stephen A.'s World on ESPN Plus, and of course, first take coming up in person in studio hour three. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Lawrence Taylor was supposed to be part of that conversation too. It was like the hardest hitters was the was the panel. Ronnie Lott showed up, and uh, Merlin showed up. LT was uh, MIA. Mm. Also late for for their for the call time that day was Ditka. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, we saw him later on that time. I have some people coming up to me that summer saying, what are you doing here? Because, you know, as a baseball guy on SportsCenter, yeah, what right. are you doing here? Well, I'm, I'm the new host of NFL Network. And literally, most every single human being at the, at, at the Hall of Fame would look at me and say, what is NFL Network? And I'm like, wait till you see it. We got you covered. And they're like, what are you going to talk about all year round? That was what we got at the Pro Football Hall of Fame summer of 2003. <laughs> it was me and the you know EP at the time, uh, Eric Weinberger, just the two of us strolling around, getting ready to do, and Charles Copland was in charge of our programming at the time. All of us were there just trying to get as much, uh, as many interviews in the can, as they say, and we, we used them the next summer. We sat on them for an entire summer, and we used them as programming in place of our daily NFL total access so we could all fly out to the Hall of Fame the next year because there was no one else to do the show. We were still, we were still such a fledgling operation. And then a couple more summers later, nobody asked what, was, what NFL Network was. Nobody. You know what? I'm, I'm going to offer up to the Hall of Fame, and I'll say you're welcome in advance. The first lint roller ever used in the history of the uh, I do not. <laughs> oh. You still have that suit that you walked out on Total Access? Oh, I definitely do. Do you really? I sure do. There you go. That's an NFT. That's a good one. Is that an, What do you mean that's an NFT? No, that is a, no, that is a fungible. No, that is an NFT. That's why I'm not it's involved. It's not even a token. It's not even a thing. I was going to say, you can make a suit in NFT? I guess you can make anything. We can cut it up and put it in cards, though. Cards, that's right. That'd be cool. Patch, a what? swatch from Rich's suit. Let's talk I'd rather P- donate the suit so somebody can actually win. Yeah, we'll talk to Panini. We'll, we'll make it happen. It's yeah, F. it's just F. So <laughs> don't believe it. It's just F. <laughs> All right, let's get Stephen A. Smith let's out here. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. We are so excited. First in-studio guest on this show since two marches ago. One of my favorite people, Stephen A. Smith, live next on this show.